We are back. We are back. Welcome to the Sock and Shaft Pod here on WMUC Sports Shout and out. on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. And WMUC Sports. Yeah, both. Why not? Shout out to anyone and everyone. Yeah. Tweet at us, maybe you'll get a shout out. We're liberal shout outers. <laughs> we'll shout everyone out, especially uh, celebrities, athletes. Anyone. 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 If you know anyone to come on the show. Yeah, yeah. If and you know someone. Even in our eyes, in our eyes, everyone's a celebrity. Right. Anyone that listens to us, celebrity. Boom. Bang. Bang. All right. So, big week in sports last week. Since our last pod, we talked about the Final Four. And now the Final Four is over. And Nova's our champ. It's over? It's over. I feel like, I remember sitting here like, it feels like yesterday. Um, when we were talking about March Madness preview. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Okay, and I think we nailed it, by the way. Loyola Chicago. Shout out like, to Clayton Custer. Like, obviously, we didn't have perfect brackets. No. My bracket, if I recall correctly, was in the 96th percentile. I was in the so, 91st. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It's actually one of my best brackets in a long time. Because when you have the champion, we both picked Nova, so we're both in good shape. And like, you heard it here first. No one thought Nova was good until we talked about it. And I think that's a really important thing to point out. <laughs> that was the the second we talked about them, right? Yeah, everyone's like, wait a second. This Nova team might be really good. They, and, like, they might have like a really talented roster and the player of the year on their team. Maybe. And, uh, Daniel, I did not mention my bracket that was not good on purpose. I had two brackets. The yeah. one with Arizona. That's not bad. I, I, didn't, I had a bracket with 300 less points than you. I had a bracket with Virginia winning the whole thing. So, yes, folks. Um, next year, I will be the in-house expert for the <laughs> Sock and Shop Pod March Madness Edition. Daniel. Yeah, because no one thought Virginia would be good. I didn't like them. You didn't think they were good? No. They, they had I one loss in the, the ACC. The Cavaliers are good at basketball. Ooh. But the NBA I mean, Cavaliers. Cross sport, ooh, he's cross-sporting. Shout out to uh, Joe Harris. Shout out to your friend of the program. Virginia not really. Cavalier. He's not actually. He's not actually, but... We like to think of him as a friend of the pod, you know, because, you know, he he went to Virginia. I picked Virginia. He, he did go to Virginia. He went to Virginia, right? yeah. And he went, he was at the Cavs. He was with the Cavs. Cavs now he's on the Nets. Yeah. Killing it. Cavs to Cavs. Daniel. Yes. Let's talk about this championship game, okay? Ooh. What are your thoughts? Two on? words. How many syllables? Simple addition, six, baby. We got six this. syllables. Two words, Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. Like, okay, like I know a lot of people were like, wow, great basketball. All I could think about the whole game was food. I was thinking about pizza. I was thinking about pasta. It's the Italian flavor. It's the Italian, ooh, the Italian spice. Spice, yeah. He was sensational. He hit, anytime like Michigan was like trying to come, like in the first half, Michigan got off to a good run and then DiVincenzo was like, nah. Where we're Villanova, he came off the bench and had 18 in the first half. And then the second half, he was like starting off slow. And then he had a ridiculous block. I think it was on Charles Matthews. He went straight up in front of the rim with two hands. How many guards just rise up in front of the rim and swat guys with two hands? You you know the crazy thing? Not many, but DiVincenzo is one of them. Two things, Daniel. One is that like, it's always so interesting how like DiVincenzo was a very important contributor to them all season off Mm -hmm. the bench. Yeah. But he was the, the he was the biggest six man of the year. That's awesome. I love six men. But yeah. like I, I don't get how they can just come in and get into the game right away. Right. Like from the perspective, especially in like a national championship game where there's so much nerves involved, you know? Yeah. And 
and everyone else is already settled in and then you come right in it just shows that like some people have a different type of dna what's that <laughs> it looks like it looks that way yeah i'm trying to pull up a, there it is or this picture be an inspiration to us it's a picture of dante divincenzo's wink in the national championship game does that guy look nervous to you alan does he, he look looks nervous? like as cool as the other side of the pillow. Shout out to the great, the legend, Stuart Scott. Legend. Legend. He was always, um... He was there he, with us. He, 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 he didn't raise us, but we grew up on him. It's like Sports Center in the morning. That's what it's about. Stuart Scott. I used to wake up when I was like in second grade. I used to wake up at 5 a.m. every Very day. happy to hear you woke up in second grade. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to producer Alex's, um... Sense of humor. Yeah. Graphic designer. Graphic designer. Producer, producer Brendan. Producer Brendan. Right. So I used to, I wake up at 5 a.m. to watch SportsCenter twice before going to school. Now, at that point, I don't know if I realized yet that they, the second hour <laughs> was the same thing, but I used to watch it twice. And, and I, um, of course, with the great Stuart Scott. He also had uh, Scott Van Pelt. Shout out to SVP, Terps. Please come on the show. That'd, That'd be awesome. We would explode after that. Yeah. And before. And before, just yeah, have 39 followers on Twitter. Shout out yeah. to all of our followers. Yeah. Um, Daniel? Yeah, but you know what's crazy about this Villanova team? Mm. Michigan's a good team. They've been rolling. They won 14 straight. And Villanova didn't even play, like, besides for DiVincenzo, they played okay. I mean, I think um, Bridges had a good, really good second half. But Brunson did not play well. He was in foul triple and nine points. When the player of the year has nine points, and yet, I mean, obviously, DiVincenzo had a... Um, you know, amazing performance, something we haven't really seen before in a national championship environment. Game 31 points off the bench, insane. But I've done that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, the na- but the national player of the year had a bad game, and they won by 17 against a team that hadn't lost in two months. In- this team was so good. In a year where people were talking about there's no good college basketball, like no great college basketball teams, no dominant teams, this team was clearly This has to be one of the greatest teams of all time, yeah. college basketball. Hot take. Hot take. Stick around for later in the show. For our so, we're done. We had the Cinderella story. Um, now we're not done with the pod. College basketball is done. <laughs> Yo, pod's just getting started. Just getting started. But the season's done, unfortunately. It was a fun one. A lot of, a lot of different things going on. Virginia was the top. Villanova was the top. Different teams rising and falling. You had the FBI scandal, all those stuff. And now it's done. We have the Cinderella story with Loyola Chicago. And now Nova's on top. Is it too early to look forward to next year a little bit? Um, Daniel, I can't wait to talk about next year, but can I say one more thing about this year? Say one more thing about this year. Um, I want to give a shout-out to Jay Wright because I think that so – you know all the legendary college basketball names, you know, right. like uh, in terms of the coaches, but you don't hear enough about the um, a Jay Wright of the world, okay? Right. And there was one moment early in the game. I was doing um, – homework when I was watching the game. Hey, so hey, kids, stay in school. So, Daniel, you're going to need to help me out with this. Yeah. But I remember very early in the game, Spellman might have gotten taken out, mm-hmm. and they put in a stretch four or five. Yeah. Who, who was that stretch four and five? Was it... But you sure it wasn't Pascal? I think it was, but it said he was a starter. Pascal did start. Okay. They may, they may have switched. So maybe they put the Vincenzo in. Yeah. Great. Pascal is great. Basically, what what he ended up doing was that he, because Wagner, 
Um, Moritz Wagner. Mo Wagner. He had a great start. He had a great three for three. So and three had nine points. And, and instead of changing the defensive scheme necessarily, Jay Wright went small, which forced Wagner to totally change the way he was playing the game. It forced mm-hmm. him to start having to guard the outside, the perimeter. Yeah. And I thought that was a huge swinging point in the game, and I don't think right. that was talked about enough. No, but it, it was not. But, I mean, DiVincenzo stole the show. Right. The dude wouldn't miss. I know, but you feel me? I, I do hear what you're saying. Like saying... Jay Wright does not get enough credit as a great coach. Now he will. Two championships in three years, a dynasty... Yeah, he has a dynasty, and they're still they're still getting better. I'm not, not, I mean, they might lose Brunson and Bridges. I would expect them to, but they're still going to be fine next year. And and the crazy thing for me is too is that Jay Wright had a huge part in that championship a couple of years ago. Obviously, I know that's an obvious statement. Let me. The head coach is important to the team usually. <sighs> Hot take. Coach LeBron. Um, no, I'm <laughs> kidding, kidding. LeBron's important by, to the guys. By the way, shout out to Tyron Lue. Um, it looks like he'll be back He's on back. Thursday night. Yeah. Um, again, health number one priority. In addition, shout out to Larry Drew, the ultimate professional, the consummate professional. Ooh. Ooh. Drop the mic. No, we respect the WMEC studio way too much. We're not going to drop, gonna drop any of the mics. Don't worry. Please have us yeah, on. Don't. Always. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, and as I was saying, on, on the last play of that game, um, two years ago with Jenkins, right? Jenkins and Archie Diakono. That was a beautiful play call. Yeah. That's something they have worked on over and over again. And something about Archie Diakono, that play call was for him to shoot. The trailer was like the fourth option. And he and he knew the defender was coming with him. He dropped the back. History. And, and it just shows how important it is. Like, for all those, we love giving shout-outs to our high school basketball fans. Oh, yes, we do. And just to say, like... Our fans of us when we played high school basketball... I don't have many. Or or to our fans who enjoy high school basketball. I mean, I thought I had a lot of fans. In high I school. had a lot of fans. I don't know about you. I, I did not have a lot of fans. Um, let's not talk about our fans in high school. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. sore subject. Happy times. Friends, friends. Um, <laughs> but, like, for our fans of the show who are currently playing high school basketball. Ah, now I see. Yes. Um, I think it is very important for them to understand... If you're the fourth option in the play, pay attention. Yeah, you, got, you always got to run the floor. You might be playing in the national championship game eventually. And you got to run the floor. Yeah. Chris Jenkins takes that play off. Play off. It's like, oh, it's not for me anyways. You know, no. Who knows? The play could always be for you. Right. Boom. Next year, what Daniel. A, what, that was a little coach him up moment from, from Sock. I so, feel like that sock guy has a lot of wisdom. Oh, wait, that's oh, me. That's you. Oh, <laughs> cut that out. Ow. Cut that out. Wait, we don't have an editor. Uh, uh, we're live. But, okay, so what do you But do? here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know how we always say we need a stack guy? If, you have a, if you're a stack guy, you want to reach out? Um, do we have an update? I think we have to pull that off the table. I think, I think we have to do a little update, update noise. Let's see what this is. Nope, 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 nope. We're, it's like, yay, yay. We have a stack guy, yay. We have a stack guy. (laughs) Producer, not producer. It's confusing because you'll see why in one minute. We'd like to welcome stat guy Brendan to the show. Yes. Yep. Yep. Listeners, you heard it. We have a stack guy, a producer, and both of their names are Brendan. Same spelling, same pronunciation. So Brendan. If, if your name is Brendan, we're looking to hire. <laughs> we will only we will only take Brendans. 
We're exclusively a Brendan I, podcast, except for us. I, and we're not changing our names. We're not changing our names. I like our names. I like our names, too. Personal. Uh, just imagine if it was like the Brendan and Brendan show. Featuring the Brendan and Brendan. Featuring Brendan, producer Brendan, and Stack Guy Brendan. That would be something. Hey, but we got the names. Sack and Show. Sack and Show. Okay, Daniel. So, college basketball next year. Yep. Quick, what are your thoughts? You give a top five and then a little. Since we're at Maryland, I'm going to talk about Maryland a little bit. So, um, my top five for next year uh, I got Duke. Oh, let's see what Expert Allen's got. They have three top recruits going, right? Four. Four? They have the three top recruits. They're all swing men RJ Barrett, Zion Williamson, and Cam Reddish. They're really good at basketball. Hot take. Um, and, question. Then, and then they also, do you, you remember the Duke national title team from 2015? Remember who their point guard was? Um, oh, give he's, me on, he's on the Timberwolves now. Tyce Jones? Tyce Jones. His, yes. younger, his younger brother. Drafted by the Cavs, I think. Right. Traded. Traded on draft night. But his younger brother, Trey Jones, is the top point guard in the class. Guess where he's going to college? Duke. Duke. Wow. And he's really good. He had a game, I think it was AAU or something. He had 31, 17, and 12. So just another day in the office for me. Um, right. Okay. Duke. So Duke. Um, two, number two team, Nova. Even with losing Bridges. Even if they lose Bridges Brunson. and Brunson, because next year they got a guy named Javon Quinterly coming in. Shout out to Joey Fam. Um, for, for our listeners who don't know about Joey Fam. For our Fam, listeners, don't worry. I don't think I get it either. Joey Fam. Basically, it's for, it's, okay. for, it's, it's for guards who um, – it's – it was, a, it was a move started by Isaiah Washington, where Isaiah Washington is the point guard, one of the point guards at Minnesota now, where you kind of do a finger, like a, a flashy finger roll, you hang in the air a little bit, you spread your legs out. It's mostly for guys who aren't aren't dunkers, and Javon Quinterly is one of the leaders of Jelly Fam. So shout out to Jelly Fam, and and that those layups are called Jellies. So Daniel, if I, if I got that right, who's gonna be the Jellies peanut butter at Nova? Ooh, is Spellman coming back? I, I think Spellman's going to come back. And Spellman is looking to, you know, really... He exploded onto the scene a little bit in the in the tournament, having some great games. He shot, like, over 40% from three this year. He's 6'8", block shots at the rim, dunks on people. He's a, he's a really, really, really good player, really talented. And they also are probably going to bring back DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo! We know what DiVincenzo can do. We just so, saw it. So basically you're saying I'm going to be hungry again watching college basketball. Exactly. Damn, I'm trying to diet, man. Hey! DiVincenzo doesn't really care about that. Sorry. DiVincenzo just goes out and gets I don't buckets. Think he cares about that. That guy's got ice in his. He vin- winked at the crowd in the national title game. Man. I want to read that again. Look at that. Ice. Ice. Poof. Ice. Ice take. Cold take. Ooh. Cold hard facts. No. Nope. No. Nope. That's already a thing. Ow. That's already a thing. Shoot. No one tell ESPN we did that. <laughs> no one tell him. Okay, and also they're probably going to bring back. Um, Phil Booth, who had 20 points in the national title game three years ago, he had a he had a red sh- he had a year where he sat a a, um, a medical redshirt year, so he's he's a senior next year. Okay, cool. Um, they're also bringing a guy named Cole Swider, a stretch four, six eight stretch four, out of high school. And so wait, wait, guys, so I'm saying that Nova's going to be able to shoot threes next year. They could do that this year, right? And they're going to be able to do it again. And another guy, Colin Gillespie from this year. Is coming oh, back. Connor Gillespie, Colin MLB Gillespie. player. No, no, no. The second Colin. baseman? Connor Gillespie. Angels. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. Okay. That was close. White Sox. Yeah, oh. I was thinking White Sox. Third baseman. 
third baseman Giants. So it looks Gi- like. Now Giants, but he played for played for the Angels and the White Sox also. Okay. But back to basketball, Colin Gillespie. He he played like what like. How many minutes did he play? Like 18 minutes in the national title game? Oh, he was great. He was good. Played great bench. defense, you know, hit some free throws. And he doesn't really get shots, but he's a really good shooter. In high school, he um, he won the state title against Quad A Green, who was the starting point guard for Kentucky this year. This guy could really play, and next year he's going to really have a chance to shine if Brunson goes. And but if Brunson comes back, Villanova's number one, in my book, even over Duke. I just don't think he's going to come back. I agree a thousand. Daniel, I'm just. Guys, listeners at home, Daniel doesn't have Google open. He doesn't have... I mean, I do, but it's not... Bing. Bing. Shout out to Bing. We have Bing open. But he doesn't have these names or stats. This is all coming from that brain of Daniel. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay, I'm just going to name three more. Three more teams to watch out for. Um, These teams are not as... I'm not as high on them as... Obviously, I'm going in order. But for three, I'm going to say Kansas. And... Mm -hmm. This is where the change that Bill Self put in place at the beginning of that last year. Bill really, himself put these changes in. Bill himself <laughs> did put did put it, did put this in place. Last year, when Memphis had some trouble with their head coach, who was Tubby Smith and now Penny Hardaway, the Lawson twins, their talent, their two best players, not not twins, sorry, the Lawson brothers, KJ and Diedrich Lawson, transferred to Kansas, and now they're coming. Small forward, power forward. I think. Um, which one was it? Diedrich, I think, added um, average 19 points a game two years ago. Wow. Let me see if I got that right. Yes, 19 points a game, 9.9 rebounds per game. Yeah, that's not normal, Daniel. Yeah, continue. He's he's really, really, really good, and his, his younger brother, KJ, is also really good, and they'll be joining the starting five. While Kansas is going to be losing... Um, Let me guess. On uh, Devontae Graham. Correct. On uh, Newman. Yeah, Newman, Malik Newman. That dude is awesome. The, yeah, the star from this, the, one of the stars from Kansas this year's tournament, the Final Four run. He just Malik declared Newman, for the NBA correct. draft. Somewhat surprisingly, he was expected to be a huge contributor for them next year, and he just tran- he just declared for the NBA draft and hired an agent, so he's gone. Daniel. But but they're also they're bringing in two five star guards, Devon Dotson and Quentin Grimes, who can play in the backcourt together. Two really good freshmen, and they're bringing in the Lawson, the Lawson brothers, um, and they're probably going to have Udoka Azubuki back, their big guy from this year, um, and Silvio D'Souza. So they're going to be a really, really stacked team still, even without Newman. Can I share my opinion on Malik Newman for a minute? Sure. I think, as an NBA scout, which I'm not paid to do, wish I was, mm-hmm. um, this is what I'm looking for. What is he? Six seven, six six four, six. Five. I'm going with six seven. All right. 6'7", <laughs> let's see what it is, 6'3", as I mentioned, 6'3". <laughs> um, but he plays like 6'7". He plays huge. I don't know, and, if that's, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, if, you play, if you're a guard, but you play like you're a big guy, I don't know. No, I thought he, his game reminded me of Paul George. Is that a fair comparison? More of it. He's much smaller than Paul George, but I hear what you're saying, kind of the slasher, slashing, shooting. Yeah, guard, all, all I'm saying is watch out. Yeah. I really thought he was 6'7". Um, and... Daniel, mm-hmm. um, who are the last two teams in your top Last five. two teams. We're going to go Kentucky. Surprise. Kentucky has another really good recruiting class. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this year, they weren't as good as they usually are. They, they had a little bit of a good run. But the thing is, their top players aren't the same type of NBA prospects they usually are. Guys like P.J. Washington, guys like Jared Vanderbilt, they might declare, but they might not. So if they bring back some of their, some of their guys who got good minutes this year – 
I'm guessing Kevin Knox and Shea Gilgis Alexander are probably going to go because those guys are lottery picks. Yeah. But the other guys are probably going to stay. Aquade Green, who I talked about earlier, and Nick Richards, their big guy. They're probably going to stay, and they're also bringing in Keldon Johnson, the number seven player in the class on ESPN, who's mm-hmm. a great scorer from Oak Hill, 6'6", small forward, probably going to be a one-and-done guy. Who else did they bring in? They know they once told me I'd be one-and-done. They did? Yeah. Was that like a compliment, or they were saying like you're not going to like cut it in college? I don't want to talk about you know that. Talk? <laughs> it was a compliment. He's going pro, everyone. Man, that'd be sweet. That'd be cool. Should we declare for the NBA draft? Can you? Can we do that? Uh, you d- I think you could. De- people do it. Who else? Did they, who else? Did they bring? Let me, let me. Let me see who else. Oh, sorry. Kelton Johnson, number six player in the class, and they also have two other five star guys: Emmanuel Quickly, the point guard from uh, Baltimore, and Tyler Harrow, the um, shooting guard from Wisconsin. So those guys can add instant scoring, instant offense to that team, and they're just gonna have so much talent that even though it might take them a little bit to come together, they're still gonna be able to do a lot of really good things. And my last team is Virginia. Virginia had a disappointing end, but they still play amazing, amazing defense. They're probably going to bring back everyone besides Isaiah Wilkins, who was that's no small thing. He was the their their leader of their defense, but they're still going to have DeAndre Hunter next year. The guy he he missed the um, first round loss to UMBC, and he's super talented. Um, and they're going to have Kyle Guy and Ty Jerome back. Okay, they're going to be good. Um, hot take. Hot take. Virginia's not making any noise. Really, unless. They cut some of the NBA Cavaliers. You are you saying they need NBA prospects or no. they need LeBron James? They need LeBron. Hot take: LeBron James would win a national championship if he went to college. Now I don't know about or that. them. Villanova was good. Villanova, <laughs> Villanova doesn't miss shots. I don't know. And can I take this one? Take this one. So that's our top five wild card team to keep your eye on the University. Of Maryland Terrapins basketball team. No bias. None whatsoever. Zero. None? Z- a little bit. 10%. Nando. No. Oh. <laughs> Bruno Fernando is the best player ever. Ever. No bias. You think Anthony's coming back? Anthony's definitely coming back. Okay. And who are the recruits, Daniel? Got Jalen Smith, five star, McDonald's All American, coming in, 6'10, stretch four. Shoots a three, can run the break. Really excited about him. Aaron Wiggins, no relation to Andrew. Really good shooter. 6'6", swingman. And also Eric Ayala, 6'5", combo guard. Really, really good player. And um, just for all of our fans back home, uh, in a few minutes we're going to be sh- giving a shout-out to anyone that wants, all of our listeners. Anyone. It'll be really quick. Really so quick. reach out to us on Twitter and Facebook if you want to hear your name called on the pod. Boom. Daniel. Yes. Baseball. Yeah. You can smell it in the air. Today you was can, a beautiful day. To, oh, my God. And, like, like I had a lot of work past couple of days. Again, yeah. we love our sports. Stay in we school, love our though. work, I meant. Stay in and, school. And I was sad. I wasn't able to watch that much baseball. I'm like, if only the Indians, like, could play for a really long time today. And guess what? They are 13th inning. Boom. Indians, Angels, 2-2. Two two. Baseball delivers. Big moment. And I, this is actually a great segue. Ooh, nice word. Man, Sock and Shop Pod's got to get one. If anyone wants to sponsor a Segway, it'll be called the Sock and Shop Pod featuring for that week. For that week? Ooh. What do you mean sponsor a Segway? What does that even mean? They like, pay for a Segway for us. Like they use, like a Segway, like the like the thing that mall cops use? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about like 
a transition. Like they sponsor oh. one of our transitions. You're oh like, this no! This transition no. is brought to you by. No, 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 no. We'll give them, the- Daniel. We only need one though. You can go on my shoulders, right? Right. Ho- hopefully, my back will be good in time. Yeah. As I forementioned, um, <laughs> segue, segue, segue. All I'm imagining is me on a segue with Daniel on my shoulders and the looks we get. Um, <laughs> I think that'd be on the pot. And okay, Shohei Otani, the famous Japanese, Japanese baseball player. He's been doing great so he has, far. He already has a win and two home runs. Um and. By the way, his home run today was off one of the best pitchers in the league, Corey Kluber. Yeah. That is a big deal. And personally, as a baseball fan, and and just in general, I don't know if this is just me that's feeling this way, but I feel that the MLB is doing a much better job making the game um, more exciting. Right. What I mean by that is is I was was watching the great uh, Fox Sports go – Sports Time Ohio Indians um, broadcast, and they did a really good job of showing you a little bit more of the analytical component of mm, the game right. by talking about um, the launch angle of hits, by right. talking about the different stat cast components. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I saw this one again, it's doing work as I was watching the game. Stay in school. Okay, I feel like my mom's going to tell me, Alan, don't watch the game when you're doing work. Shoot, I might get in trouble for saying <laughs> that. Um, but they were showing how many strides his leadoff was. So some Indians play off first. That stuff's exciting. Right. The um, Facebook Live stream that was uh, streaming Mets, uh, Phillies. Yeah, Mets, Phillies today. Yeah, Phillies, yeah. Instead of taking the game to commercial, they would have like these fun games in the middle. Like That's for awesome. a minute and a half. It was awesome. And yeah. baseball is such a great, exciting sport. Right. And I really am um, thankful for the different efforts that the MLB um, are taking the different steps they're taking to try to keep everyone engaged. Right. Shohei Otani, though, I love a good silent treatment. They, they hit him with a silent treatment today. Oh, yeah. I didn't see. I saw the home last run. night. Last, last night, night they hit him with a silent treatment. Yeah. The Yankees did the same thing to Stanton with his first homer. Uh, did they give him a standing ovation or? Ooh. That is my number one used Stanton pun. Yeah, he's used it twice now. The, I, he he went from the Bronx booze to a Stanton ovation. <laughs> Nowhere else, no other podcast would give you that kind of humor. Nowhere else. I don't think that was funny. I think it's funny because it's so not funny. Right. That's what I'm saying. There are funny podcasts. Not like this one, though. Just let that simmer a little bit. And, um, Daniel, why don't you talk about your boy, Giancarlo Stanton? Well, Stanton had another homer today. He had, he, he had a little bit of a cold streak, you know, over five in his home debut, five Ks. But that's okay. Model of the podcast, but that's okay. Uh, my boy Didi Gregorius had, had eight RBIs Didi. yesterday. Okay. To to back him up, and it was okay. And Stanton said in the post game, like it's fine, you know, he cleaned up my garbage. He, you know, he knows we didn't play well. He he owns up to it. First AB launches one into left field. Demolishes the ball. You knew for the second it hit the bat. Like, you, you know what's crazy with Stanton? Yeah. It's when he hits home runs, you don't see the ball. You don't see the ball being hit. You just, you just, it's already in the seats. A lot of like um, home runs in the MLB, you see the ball. Right. You don't see it. Right. Ever. Sometimes you might. No, because it lands outside the stadium. Right. And then it disappears because right. the ball's hot take are juiced. Ooh. Did I Stay just tuned. Say that? No, it's not, it's not our hot take, though. 
We'll get to that. But Daniel, we were just talking about how much we love the game. What was that Freudian slip? That wasn't a Freudian slip. Not a psychology major. We'll get back to it. Okay, <laughs> back to baseball. Yeah. Um, where were we again? <laughs> okay, right. I tend to I, do what that. What I was saying is that, like, yeah. is that you don't you don't see the ball at the point of contact. You usually see the ball at the point of contact. You kind of see where the bat hits the ball. It's so quick. His bat speed is so fast that you don't you don't really see the contact. You know what I'm saying? 100%. It's gone. So yeah, I'm really happy. Every time I watch him play, I'm like, hey, he's on my team. That's awesome. Heck yes. And um, let's do a quick a quick rundown of the MLB standings a little bit. And just to talk about who's who's doing well, who's not doing so well. As we're pulling it up, why don't we give a quick shout out to our fans? Shout out to our fans. Anyone? Anyone? Um... Yeah. So you know, it's interesting because we know we have a lot of fans. Everyone like talks about how they tuned in, so this, and that, but like, <laughs> like maybe they just didn't want to reach out to us right, right now. Maybe. Right. Or maybe everyone's they like... They just haven't told us that they listen, but we know. We know. Yeah. Guys, be proud. Yeah. We're a fan of the Socket Shop Pod. Yeah. We would like to give a shout-out to my great... My... Okay, I'm going to lock in. Lock in. Our val- <laughs> that happens sometimes. My valued supporters from Cleveland, Ohio, from Halcyon Road. Shout-out to my cousins for tuning in. Yeah. I shout think, out to um, Alan's cousins. Shout out to Alan's cousins. You know, Boom. like they give me the motivation to keep yeah. on going. But yeah. it's all about the family. That's what it's about. And also, too, Ariella Shapiro, who said in all caps, listening, give me a shout out. Boom. So, shout out given. Basically, what we're saying is if you're aggressive with us, we'll give in. Right, right. right. All caps works every time. Every time. Alan, I have a trivia question for you now. Yeah, I'm going to get it right. Ready? Yeah. Name the only undefeated team in the MLB. Cleveland Browns. Shoot. Nope. <laughs> Always blow. One track mind. Wait, don't tell me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Texas Rangers. Nope. They're two and four. Um, see, when you're from Cleveland, you think Everything undefeated is, a, is, like, is like the like, loss yeah, section. Yeah, exactly. Until this year, round 16 and up. Um, <laughs> who, Daniel? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Really? What? Yeah. So you love to see that, like, at least they're gonna, they have baseball. They're gonna, still going to be good. Because, as we all know, the Browns are taking over the AFC North. Right, because the Steelers still still won't be good. And, uh, and I, I think we mention this stat every week, but it's worth mentioning. Ben Roethlisberger has more <laughs> wins in Brown Stadium than any Brown starting QB. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Wait. Yeah. Uh, a quick, a quick talk about um, the Browns and the Steelers. Um, this April Fool, three days ago, I checked my phone, look at Twitter, and I see like breaking news: they've on belt of Browns for first. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my god, oh my god, oh my god! And then I'm like, shoot, it's April first. April Fool's, so, and I I already told my whole family. I was like running around the house. I was like, oh were my you god. actually? Yeah, I was freaking out. I'm like, dude, that's on. I, I told them, I'm like, shoot, it's April Fool's, and, and I felt dumb. But Daniel, but it, it, I, it I could hope, happen. I hope you know that it was actually real. Um, I talked <laughs> to my sources within the Browns organization. Yeah, yeah. Um, in my Madden career, and right. um, anything can happen in Madden. And it was legit, but the NFL under the radar um, blocked it. Because right. Monopoly, actually, was it Trump that blocked it for Monopoly concerns? No, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure what you're talking. I'm not following. Do you feel where I'm coming from, though? 
you know, like, time for history lesson. Let's go. Um, a big thing about um, the government is they make sure Ooh. that they're not too big monopolies. Right. right? right. No, that I get that. There needs to be competition. Yep. And the Browns getting Bell was game over. It, it, it wasn't. So you're saying the NFL broke it up, kind of like the Chris Paul trade back in the day? That's exactly what I'm saying. Even though that, that was totally different. We can talk about that at a different time. And we'd like to uh, ask our sources to confirm this report. Shout out to uh, Peter King from Sports Illustrated. And, is, um, just for the record, just to clear things up, is in no way our source, but if he wants to be our source. Oh, he is not our source. No, 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 no. Very clear. clear. No, no, no. No, nope. Peter King's a class act. Yeah, not, our, not, not that our source wouldn't be a class act. But as of now, he's not. He's not our source. So, we don't normally do this, but I kind of like this. Yeah. Why? Oh, we, one I of our, one of our, I got it. I got it. Let me take it. It's on my, I do know the answer. Give yeah. me a minute. Go, go, so, go. Um, one of our uh, viewers or listeners from home, have a There's no viewers. There's no camera. Oh, good. Yet. Yeah. One hey. of our listeners from home Mark asked, why wasn't the Durant signing vetoed while the Chris Paul trade was listener thank you for asking shout out to Nathaniel cousin from back home um the answer to that is is because Daniel correct me if I'm wrong but the New Orleans Hornets at their time were owned by the NBA correct meaning when this happened when they did a trade technically all 30 owners would vote on it right or like the league office was technically it was the, the the league office were the owners of the New Orleans Hornets at the time. Right. And they had the ability to veto it, and that's why they did. But it's actually really interesting. In hindsight, it was a pretty fair deal. What was the deal again? Are you pulling it up? Deep into the record. Let's go. But uh, additionally, the uh, Kevin Durant signing was not a trade, and the league has no authority to block it. Despite... Despite the fact that it, it may have created an unfair advantage for the Warriors. Yeah, and, and great it's question. Not, it's not how it... Um, thank you so much. And if any of our listeners want to, we have our um, social media platforms. We check it yeah, on it. So if you it. have questions, um, please. Yeah, you can just you know, send us a tweet, send us a message. We'll try to answer it live on the pod or on the radio. I mean, you'll hear the pod later. Go live on the radio. Um, if you're listening on the radio. Mm-hmm. But if, if, if not, if we miss it, we're sorry. We'll try to get back to you on Twitter. And, you know, we have some leeway this week. No previews this week. A little bit of a shorter pod. We have some leeway mm-hmm. to answer some questions to kind of go off on our tangents. 100%. And, Daniel, I um, want to put you on the spot for a minute. Go for okay? it. Okay? You have a lot of basketball, no- uh, baseball knowledge. Thank you. I appreciate what it. is one thing you've observed from a strategic standpoint that you've really enjoyed so far about the Yankees or baseball in general? Meaning, uh, let me think. Um, meaning, like... Like the way a pitcher approached a certain batter or a certain chip. Oh, can I help you out here? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about? Was it the Cubs going to a four-man outfield? What team did that? Who did it? I know the, it, Angel, I feel like, the Angels had a weird thing. So the Angels had two outfielders. That's what they did. I I forgot who. I saw someone went to a four-man outfield. I don't remember who. I just think it's interesting how people are approaching each at bat like a chess match. Which is interesting. It's so not just the fascinating. P- the pitchers have been doing it for a while, but now the entire team is doing it. And it's really interesting how that's happening. It's really interesting to look inside that. Do you like that? I like it, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I still like thinking about it, like looking at it from the pitcher's perspective, like where he's going to throw the next pitch. I like thinking about that. Cause it's, it's cool. It's just interesting to kind of think through like how he's trying to set up a hitter. I think that's very cool. 
I that's, love that. that's all I got. So, um, Daniel, we brought up the details to the Chris Paul trade. Yeah. Um, New Orleans would have... Okay, the deal that never was included... Shout out to Sports Illustrated for the article. The deal that never was included... Never was. Uh, the deal that never <laughs> was included, Paul going to the Lakers, Pau Gasol heading to the Rockets. New Orleans would have received Kevin Martin, Luis Scola, Lamar Odom... Goran Dragic in a 2012 first round pick. That's Thoughts. a pretty fair trade. That's I, I, really fair. But the thing is, it's not. It wasn't the league vetoing the trade. It okay. was the team's ownership. It was the team's ownership. It was the the Hornets ownership vetoing the trade. So it's very different. Okay. So that that's our answer. We hope we hope that 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 uh that helped out. So um, we've talked about one thing that baseball has is. The majestic vibe, the yeah. energy in the air, and and I think you could smell baseball. The most, um, I think the most, I'll call it the smell, the vibe in event in any sports world, of any event within the sports world uh-huh. is the Masters. Ooh. I think that I there know. is a certain energy, vibe, beauty to the Masters at Augusta and National. Augusta National and. We think it's very important to talk about the Masters a little it's coming bit. Up, coming up tomorrow. Very exciting stuff. Now, admittedly, we're not the biggest golf guys. I got into Daniel, playing speak golf for yourself. recently. I got, I got into playing golf recently. A lot of fun. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed watching golf from time to time, but it's not my area of focus or expertise, to say the least. But we added a, we added a stat guy to it. Wait. Wait, go up. Is that so? If it was a wall. Oh, no, no. It, it wasn't. Sorry, the, the they, Angels-Indians game just ended, and the Angels won 13. How did it end? I don't know. And we wanted to. We kind of thought that Shohei Otani hit a walk-off. We thought, we thought Otani had a walk-off homer, but he didn't. That would have been crazy. Let me, go, go scoring points. Go scoring points. Scoring plays. Oh, Zach Cozart. Zach Cozart. Look at that. Good for Zach. Yeah, good for him. Um, so back to the Masters. But lucky <laughs> for us, even though we're not the biggest golf experts or fanatics... I am um, admittedly a Tiger Woods bandwagon. Yes, but we're going to give our take a little bit, but we also have a lot of cool stats from our new stat guy, Brendan. Shout out to Brendan, the stats guy. This is unbelievable. The quality of work that Brendan does is on another level. Please um, look out. Yeah. There should be something great coming soon. He's going to be doing some articles for us um, that you'll be able to see, and he, he does great stuff. So shout out to Brendan. So first, we're gonna give our take a little bit. Alan, talk, walk us through Tiger Woods a little bit. So um, I think a lot of us are familiar with Tiger Woods and the ups and downs of his career. A little bit, some injury problems, some um, scandal problems. But... Right, and I, I think Daniel, what is one of our favorite things? But that's okay. But that's okay. So with most things. Right. No. We're not condoning some of the things that Tiger Woods did, but. You know, we do believe that if, you know, he's worked his way back and that, you know, we'd like to see what he can do. 100%. I Awesome clarification from the perspective of, yes, how he rebounded. I think right. um, deserves a lot of credit. Thank right. you for clarifying, Daniel. And he has gone through a lot um, in regards to injuries. Um, I was watching an interview with him where some days he just couldn't get out of bed because his back was in so much pain. So right. basically... He's kind of back now. Where um, no that pun was, intended. 
pun you, usually I'm good with my puns, but that was pun not intended. And the thing is with Tiger is you finally see him back on the t- leaderboard on Sundays. You you see him five strokes back, and you're like, maybe he can do it. And just the fact that that is back, it's brought a new energy to the game of golf. And, and it's really cool to see how things have changed over time. There was this awesome video yesterday of Tugger Woods and Phil Mickelson playing a practice round together, uh, warming up for the Masters. 20 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. Um, they were rivals, but it's really cool to see how over time with a sense of maturity on the tail end of their career, they spend an afternoon golfing together on one of the most beautiful courses right. ever. And, I, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see what Tiger does. It looks like he's finally back. Uh, fi- not not just, like, half back where, like, he's, like, he's, like, playing, but he's, like, might pull out in the second, in the, in the second day of play where, he, like, he's not, he's not fully healthy. He's, like, 70%. And then after the first day, he's, like, not feeling good and he, pull, and, and, and he leaves the tournament. I, you know, he's, he's really going to play this one and he's definitely a favorite to win it. But, you know, I'm pulling this up right now. Jordan Spieth. He hasn't made a lot of noise recently. He has not. He has not won a tournament this year. You know what that means? That means he's due. Yeah. Just because he wears Under Armour, Daniel? Not just because he wears Under Armour, because he's a beast. He's only 24 years old, by the way. I know. It's crazy. No pressure on us, right? No, no pressure on us. Mom, we got a podcast. Like, we're doing great. Jordan Spieth hasn't won anything this year. Hasn't won a tournament this year. And has made over a million dollars in earnings. And, and, and also, <laughs> and, just, it's, and it's April. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I really love about um, Jordan Spieth too is he brings a certain fire and energy oh, similar yeah. to Tiger Woods. You know, what you saw when he made that chip from the bunker and he did like a, a jump thing. Did he roar? He did something. People were shocked because you don't usually see that on the golf course ever since the days of Happy Gilmore. You don't really see <laughs> that kind of fire and energy on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Daniel. Why don't we share some of the statistics yeah. that producer, that's that, that guy, Brendan. It's confusing. Um, <laughs> I think this is a great statistic. Each of the last six Masters winners were ranked seventh or better. I read the wrong stat. No, no, you're right, you're right. Se- seventh or better in strokes gained T to green. Now. What does that mean? Oh, I know what that means. That means they were, that means they gained, they gained shots from the tee shot to the green, meaning they got to the green faster than most other guys to simplify that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Their driving was very good. What, he, what he's saying is these guys are the, the guys who had long drives, the Happy Gilmores, second Happy Gilmore reference. Since, since like, I'm not the biggest golf guy, most of my references are going to be to Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Just saying. And, and I think one really cool statistic that um, Brendan highlights is – the fact that Masters players um, who have done well there in the past in Augusta do well historically there. Meaning, right. um, all 17 Masters winners, or past the past 17. 17 Masters winners, all made the cut the previous, um, the previous year. And no one has ever won the Par 3 contest in the Masters in the same year. Who won the right. Par 3 contest this year? It was uh, Tom Watson. Ooh. Tommy, yeah. Good luck, my man. Yeah, but, but what Stat Guy Brandon did, he set it up like this. Okay, so the six guys who were ranked seventh or better in strokes gained tee to green were Sergio. What's his last name? Sergio. I'm Card- thinking so many different sports. Different sports. Sergio. 
Garcia. No. Yeah, Sergio Garcia. Sorry. Okay, yeah. I was thinking Sergio. Ser, oh, I was thinking baseball, a lot of different things. Sergio Garcia. Who's Casey? Sean Casey. Not Sean. Paul Casey. Paul Casey, yes. I am so good. Give me more. Jordan Spieth. Okay, give me like golfers. Okay, we're playing a game. Let's go. Bring up the. Um, wait, let's but play. I, I want to go through this. So, Dustin Johnson, whoever Fleetwood is, Justin Thomas, and Adam Scott. Okay. So, those are the six guys. Seven? Oh, seven guys who are seven or better in Stroke's T to Green. Okay, so the past 17 Masters all made the cut the previous year's Masters. That eliminates DJ, Dustin, John, Dustin, Dustin Johnson, that right? Yeah. And uh, Fleetwood. So now we are off for five. Okay? Sergio Garcia, Casey, Paul Casey, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Adam Scott. Okay, there has not been a repeat champion since Tiger in 0102, and Sergio isn't Tiger. So. Oh! Wow. Hot take. The chemistry. Boom. One point. That's, this is this is great from from Stack Guy Brandon. Okay, you have now you have you have a Casey, Spieth, Thomas, and Scott. Since 1998, no Masters winner over the age of 40. Now we're down to Spieth, Justin Thomas, and Adam Scott. Every golfer this century who won the Masters had a top 10 finish that year. Okay, that eliminates Adam Scott. So, so now we are left with Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas. Okay, and now we have a little. I'm, I'm going to read straight. From what Stat Guy Brendan wrote. Let's do it. A young Tiger Woods in 1997 is the only player in the last 33 years to win the Masters within his first 10 career major tournaments. Justin Thomas has played exactly 10, but one was an amateur at the 2014 U.S. Open. His next was 2015 PGA. So that leaves one guy. Masters winner, according to Stat Guy Brendan. Tiger Woods. (laughs) Jordan Spieth. Sorry. But... Tiger Woods could also win because, and, and from what I, I've heard, he's good at golf. I would love to see their Tiger or Jordan Spieth win. I think that'd be great. Right. Can we play one quick game? Let's play a quick game. Um, bring up PGA Tour leaderboard. Give me someone's last name. I have to say his first. Let's go. Uh, last name you got to give me. One first second. Name? One second. Um, for anyone that believes in me, which should be no one. Um. Tweet at us if you think I'm gonna get the job done or not. Yeah, and and if we get it totally, he gets it totally wrong. Let us know. Which I, I mean, will. I'll tell him. Daniel, okay, ready? Make it, a, make it a difficult one. Poulter. Ian. Nice. Keep on going. Hosner. Oh, Who's going down the list? Hosner. I got it. Hosner. Um, David. No, it's Bo. B e a u. That's hard. Can I get one more? Yeah. Let's go with. Uh, let's go right here. Kuchar. It's either Scott or Dan. Nope. Paul. Nope. I'm so close. Give me nope. a first letter of his name. M. Mike. Nope. <laughs> um. Second letter of his first name. A. Martin. No. <laughs> okay, that's our golf segment. It's math. Oh. There we go. So um, that's our that's our Masters preview with a with a lot of help from Stack yeah, Guy Brendan. And, and we're gonna work on the flow of golf. Yeah. For us. Yeah, we're gonna also do a little Masters recap when we're done. Let's see let's see if Stack Guy Brendan got it right with his with his uh, in depth analysis. And we know he will. Yeah. Um, Daniel, April. You know that means NBA playoffs. Yep. What are your quick thoughts on that? Um, LeBron is really good. But what I really want to talk you just about... just stop there. The yeah. is really good. Okay, next. Um, what I want to talk about a little bit is the West. Okay. 
So it's right now it looks like it's two teams, the Warriors and the Rockets. Right. And for the first time since 2015, the Warriors are not the favorites or the are not the standalone favorites to win the title. Right. The Rockets have joined them at the top of the list. And right now the Rockets are looking really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, Chris Paul, James Harden. We know they're a really good team. They're and, gonna, they're, they're going to have the best record in the NBA this year, and the Warriors are like looking okay. But without Curry, they've been limping into the playoffs. Yes, I agree. So, but do you do you think that with Houston rising in the ranks and the Warriors kind of stumbling now, do you think the Rockets are the favorites in the West? Um. Today, are you asking me this? I'm asking you, do you think the Rockets will be rep- will be in the NBA Finals? As of now. I'm not saying... Yeah, you- yeah, I'll go with the yes. Really? Um, and I'll tell you why. I think what we underestimate in the sports world so much is the importance of consistency and just doing your job night in, night out. And I think the Rockets have just done that all season. Right. And they have the superstar quality to get that done um and the warriors have been so injury ridden Mm -hmm. right and i think like what really um made it a done deal in my head that the rockets will represent clint capella yes comparative advantage right Ooh, nice i know econ yeah i've been studying hard um they I don't see any one of the Warriors that can really match up with him. Yes, they could put in a, a guy with, uh, with size, like a JaVale McGee, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But Capella's great. Right. And I think that, again, the Warriors have some of the greatest talents of all time. Do not count them out. But if you ask me today, I got today I got to go with the Rockets. And also, they have great depth with Gordon off the Gordon coming off the bench, Trevor Ariza, Ryan, Ryan Anderson. Anderson. And they, they can shoot the lights out. KJ McDaniels. Nice. Clemson. Clemson is yeah. a... Clemson? You went to Clemson, yeah. Him and Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Oh, right, both Houston guys. Now, interesting. Ooh, I like that. Ooh. Um, I think that if Steph comes back and he's close to 100%, I still think the Warriors are the favorite because I remember last year in the playoffs, Curry's on and off statistics. Um, he The, the team was... They, um, their offensive rating was 27 points better, meaning their the offensive rating is um how good um how many points you score per 100 possessions. It was 27 points better with him on the floor than when he was off the floor. That's insane. Wow. So his value is not just felt through how many how many shots he hits or how many assists he has. It's about how he forces the defense to pick him to, fo- to focus on him from the moment he passes half court, and how it spreads out the whole the whole um, offense for the. Team. And I remember I don't know if it was KD or Kerr that said that Steph Curry is the Warriors system. Right. Meaning he is what makes the team move. And that's that's really saying something when you have. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green also on your team. And JaVale McGee. And JaVale McGee. Shout out right. to JaVale McGee. Um, Daniel? Yeah. I think it's time for a segment. It's time oh, for can't. horns up. Um, for those that couldn't see, I put horns on my head. <laughs> yeah. Horns up. It's the, it's the game where we both agree on something, but one of us has to take the opposite side. Mm-hmm. So, Alan, let's, t- uh, let's, let's tell everyone the uh, topic for tonight's horns up. The topic is the Cavs are going to win the East. And, Daniel, um, 
it's more fun when I when the horns up person has to go against their personal bias. Ooh, okay. Let me argue why the Cavs won't make the finals. Oh, I can't uh, do it. For those for those listening who can't see Alan, he he teared up a little bit. Like he didn't actually tear up, but like he looked it, like his face like took on this Cringe. like like this like had this moment of pain where he had to say the Cavs won't be uh, in the finals. WM, you see if there's flooding in this room. It's, <laughs> it's my tears. <laughs> Alright, so I have to say why the Cavs will win the East. Go ahead. I have two words. Three syllables. LeBron James. He's really good at basketball. He's having arguably his best season in his 15th year. He's averaging, what, like 27, 9, and 8? Mm-hmm. He's one of the league leaders in points, one of the league leaders in assists, and like, like 20th in rebounds or something. Insane. At the peak of his powers. Kevin Love is back, right? Yes. You have to confirm with you. Jeff Green is on the team. I just wanted to say that. I don't. He he adds some value. Um, some oh sorry. A, a, a lot of value. Sorry. Um, who else they got? Wow, I'm totally blanking on the Cavs roster. Uh oh, it's looking good for Allen. Oh no, <laughs> listeners, tune out for a second. They don't have Richard Jefferson. I know that. Or Channing Fry. Or Channing Fry. Okay. 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 And by the way, Daniel, yeah, I have a great totally blanking. Wow. argument coming. Uh, I can help you out a little. No, it's okay. I got it. They have Chetty Osman on the team. <laughs> Stop, please. There. They have Kyle Korver. Oh, wait. I forgot all the guys they added. That's why I'm blanking. Okay. Yeah. Rodney Hood, yeah. George Hill, Larry Nance Jr. Clarkson. Jordan Clarkson. Those are four young guys who can bring in a lot of energy. And there's this thing about young teams in the playoffs who haven't really been there before. It's It's... Positive ignorance, positive na- naivete, Whoa. where they they don't know how big the moment is and they just go out and ball. Yeah. And those guys who haven't really been there before, they can do that. And LeBron, you know, LeBron's LeBron. He's going to play well in the playoffs. And they can play with kind of this reckless abandon because they're so young, and that could really help them out. By the way, shout out to another really good Virginia Cavalier on the Cavaliers. Cavalier to Cavalier, Cav to Cav, London Parentis. Point guard? Point guard, yeah. He's on the roster. You know who's also great? Um, John Holland, I think his name is. John Holland is on the team, yeah. Yeah. But great. my reasoning, Cap, LeBron Cap. James in the, Eastern Confer- in, in the Eastern Conference, he's been there seven straight times, and his performance has not, has not only not declined, it's, it's, it's risen. So I don't see – the Wizards are trying to tank to become a seven or eight seed to avoid the Cavs. They'd rather play the Celtics or the Raptors than play the Cavs. That's crazy. Or I don't know if the Wizards want that, but their fans want it. People are afraid of the Cavs right now. They've been playing really well lately. They've won nine of their last ten. And they're not a team you want to face. They're the second highest team in the East behind the Sixers. And they're not a team you want to face right now because they have the best player in the world. This is very hard for me. Because I have many reasons why the Cavs are going to make the finals. Um, Chetty Osman. Of course. I think one... Okay, Daniel, I'm taking your side for one minute. Then I'm going to the other side. The Cavs have just beat the Raptors twice. Right. Okay. I'm like, the Raptors are the ones... LeBron doesn't lose in the playoffs, okay. at least until the finals. Okay, now I gotta put on my... Horns up hat. Horns up hat. Daniel, I got a problem. What's your problem? We just agreed on, a minute ago, okay? The importance of a team to be... Um, consistent during the season with the Rockets. Oh, no, I said that. You didn't agree with me necessarily. You took the other side. What did I say? Whatever. I got okay, it. Okay, keep going. I got it. Got it. 
I'm taking over, coach. Go. Um, and the thing is with the Cavs, there's just been too much confusion, too right. much going on, too many changing agree. faces that it's so you need a team, a unit. In the 2016 Cavs, everything came together perfectly. And this Cavs team just hasn't spent enough time together. This is a different East. The Celtics have a guy named Kyrie Irving. That means the Cavs don't. That's true. Meaning? You can only play on one team at a time. And Kevin Love injuries on and off. LeBron needs a sidekick. Right. And, and not saying that LeBron's not great without... No, to win an NBA championship, he needs a sidekick. But we're not saying to win an NBA championship. We're saying to... To, to make, make it out of these. Really? Okay, I'll stop there. Um, <laughs> but I think the main issue is the Toronto Raptors. They are a better team than they ever have been. Most importantly, I think they're going to shock the world because of Fred Van Fleet. Yes, pun. I know. I did it again. Which um, does say shocker. Shout out. Their bench is unreal. Yeah. Fred Van Fleet. Help me out with their roster. Fred Van Fleet. Fred Van Fleet. He's a really good player, Fred Van Fleet. Fred, no. Um, oh, let, me, let me get – I'm going to pull up some advanced stats. OG Abba. Just to help out. What's his name? O, OG Ananubi from yes. Indiana. Yes. And – they have a great young guy. Let me get his name. C.J. Miles off the bench. Not a guy. But Yako Pertl. Yeah. Oh, Pascal Siakam is the guy you're thinking of probably, right? I was thinking of Pertl. Oh, I think Pertl. I really like him. Norman yeah. Powell. Great. I want to see some advanced stats for um, for uh, Fred Van Vliet. I don't want to help out, help you out, but at the same time. Yeah, Daniel, I think you got this round then. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Le- LeBron's really good at basketball. And Fred Van Vliet's great, and we think he's going to do great things. But at the same time, you know, he has come off the bench. Kyle Lowry had a bag. Like, you know, he's up and down. And LeBron's, like, the most consistently outstanding player in the NBA. And, obviously, top three player of all time. Yeah. Top two player of all time, I'd say. Hot take. And Cavs but, are making it out of these. Yeah. Sorry. Boom. I, 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 I um. Win for Daniel. Yes. Daniel. Um, can we debut our new segment? Yeah, but I want to take a quick break first. Just to, um, just to, you know, just to, you know. Get the vocal cords, maybe a 30 second break. Okay, great. So we'll be back right after this break and we'll be able to play our theme music again. Now we're back. Okay. okay. Oh. We're back after a short break. Um, so I just want horns up, feeling pretty good. I think it's time to debut our new segment. Daniel, it's just too tough for me. Yeah, I, I know. You, you set it up. I had. I had the plan was for me to argue the other side and yeah, talk about Fred Van Vliet for about 45 I know, minutes. I know. You know, you set that up for yourself, and now Daniel's 2-1 and one and horns up. Just saying. I nailed that. Was it the Russell Wilson one? Which one did I nail? You beat me the Russell Wilson one. Yeah. I... Yeah. All right. So, Alan, do you know the um, little program called Outside the Lines on ESPN? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Very familiar. You know, they like, you know, deep, deep dive investigation into some of the different topics throughout sports. 100%. Shout out to Bob Lee. He's actually been a staple in my childhood as well. Yeah, he's every time. I mean, no offense, but I would usually turn the channel to a different highlight show. No, me too. You know, me see, too. But you'd see Bob Lee like t- today, tonight, on Outside the Line, whatever. <laughs> that that was not my like trying to do an accurate impression of Bob Lee. Right, because it wasn't. It was, it was, it was okay. okay. It was like, it was like <laughs> I had the tone right. The, right. The, but but outside I the, the lines, voice. Bob Lee. I'm Bob Lee, or whatever. Um, I'm Bob Lee, and welcome to Outside the Line. That was the that voice totally is more it. suited for it. But, so, we kind of want to do the same thing, but we're not on the level of Bob Lee or of the guys at ESPN right now. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. yeah. Yet. Yeah. So, we're trying to do something a little different. 
This segment's called Inside the Lines. Inside the Lines. Where we, and where we do the same type of investigation, but very, very on the surface. We don't really take a deep dive into anything. We just look at, like, maybe one or two things. About three minutes. And that's what, you, that's what you'll get. So, yeah. I, I am drawing with my finger, don't worry. Yeah. On the wall, okay? Yeah. The lines are very small. But we stay inside them. Inside the lines. Despite the fact that they're small. Look at your laptop screen. That's we're probably... inside the lines. Not a basketball court. We're, we're not the kid who's three years old with a coloring book. We're not outside the lines. No. We're very much inside the lines. And, and Daniel, um, I want to introduce our first inside the lines. Let's go. Um, we couldn't control ourselves. We hinted to it earlier. Yeah. The question is... Are the baseballs in today's MLB juiced? Okay, ready? Inside the lines, insight. Yes. And that's all. <laughs> now, we did no research whatsoever to make that claim. But we're still going to make it because, you know, yeah, I mean, we did a little bit of research. Not like yes. real research. We already came up with our idea before we did the research, but our research backs it up. Last year, most home runs in MLB history. 6,105 home runs. A lot. Two years ago. Well, that was for just for the Indians. Right? I'm kidding. Yeah. 2016, second most home runs of all time. And before that, if you look at 2015, only, there was 700 fewer home runs and over 1,000 fewer home runs to 2017. A 1,200 home run jump. How could that be? How could that be? In 2014, <laughs> it was all the way down at 4,186. That's 2,000 home runs fewer than in 2017. And um, I'm about to say a joke, okay? Go. Remember, it's a joke. Um, but what else happened in, let me see if it's 2015. That'd be so good. I think it was in 2015. January 25th, 2015. What happened? Rob Manfred. Robert D. Manfred Jr. Became. The commissioner of the MLB. And what was the big problem then? The pace of play. The games it's not exciting. exciting it, not didn't reach the millennials. it didn't reach the millennials. So what did he say? Let's juice the baseballs. Let's stop the juicing of the players and juice the baseball. Wow. Controversial. And, and I think, Daniel, that's why we're both going into um, criminal law, criminal justice, because we are... Wait, I'm not. But wait, we're not. Inside the lines. And we, that is why... This um, is inside the lines. On inside the lines, you don't need all these like, you know, titles. Well, all you need is just to look at some to look at baseball. One plus one up. equals seven. You know. Right. <laughs> That's how we do things on inside the lines. I still need to take that math. Right. 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 As yeah. You can tell. Hey, stay in school, kids. But you call me a kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying to the kids at home. Also, go to sleep. It's past your bedtime. Boom. Oh, it's wow. Past nine o'clock. Yeah, I mean for kids. Like for like teen or whatever. Keep listening. We're not for saying us, we have to like 10, you know? Yeah, yeah, Because like, yeah. you, you got to get sleep for school. Stay in school. So, yeah. That was inside the lines. That was inside the lines. Baseballs are juiced because there are more home runs hit now. And it corresponds very nicely with Rob Manfred being in office. Now, do we talk to anyone outside of ourselves about this? No. No, we did not. Do we talk to any experts on this? Yes. Who? You. And you. We talk to each other. The and that's all we experts. need for inside the lines. So, yes, baseballs are juiced. And it's almost time for us to call it a night, unfortunately. But do we have to? Oh wait, I have the perfect thing. It's almost time to call it a night. 
But <laughs> I get it because we're sad that it's we're so sad. October. Exactly. But it's time for the hot take. Hot take. Hot take. <laughs> Scorching hot take. Ready? Do you want to do it? I got it. Former Cavalier. Ooh. Duke. Legend. National champion. Quinn. Cook. Is the Warriors X Factor. Boom. Not Stephen Curry. Not Chef Curry. Ooh. That's the, the same person. I know. Actually, I don't know. I was trying to do a play on words. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. The real chef in town, or should I say the real cook, Ooh. is Quinn Ooh. Cook. Hot take. Basically, Daniel, explain why Quinn Cook is the key for the Golden State Warriors' success. Okay, so Quinn Cook is a good basketball player. I, I, I can't stress that I'm, enough. I'm walking around the studio. It's getting too hot in here. It's getting too hot with the hot take. Last 10 games... 18.5 points a game, 5.1 assists per game, 4.3 rebounds per game. He's getting minutes and he's proving what he can do with them. He's shooting 90% from the line this, this year. He's shooting 42% from three. He's gotten the chance and he's helped them win some basketball games. And Daniel, can I have one more thing? Yeah. Um, the Warriors have... They've, woof, had, woof. they've had a um, very good backup point guard historically was Sean Livingston, right. right? Really brings a different style to the game. He also had Barbosa early on in the run. Right. But I think the cool thing with Quinn Cook is he's much more of a true point guard. Right. Meaning he again, not Steph Curry. No. Um very good though. But he can run a lot of the similar plays to Steph Curry. Especially, and I think yeah. that that's a very um that's a real ace in the hole for right. Steve Kerr. Espe- Shout out to I think Ray Horton for me quoting Ace in the Hall. I think nice, he was talking nice. about Craig Robertson. Ooh, nice. Let's see our Browns knowledge, Alan. Ray Horton, Ace. While, while Alan's looking that up, um, Quinn Cook wait. can do similar things off the dribble to what Steph Curry can do. Obviously not the same level, not the same range, but it's the same style. And so you keep you can keep that style when Curry is off the floor in the playoffs, possibly for a matchup with the Rockets. The Rockets, one of their, their strengths over the Warriors the Warriors have a slight edge in starting lineup. The Warriors, the Rocket strength comes in off their bench, where they can gain a lot of points with their bench, and also they don't have to take out James. They don't have to take out a weak guard and Harden or Chris Paul. But what Quinn Cook provides, he can kind of give Curry a rest while also keeping the same sets going, and and provide and and you know provide that spark offensively for mm-hmm. them while giving Curry some rest. And life advice, I think you watch um too many. Brown's press conferences. Yeah. If you know that Ray Horton called Craig Robertson his ace in the hole. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, I this think... is from this is from July eighteenth, twenty fourteen. This is this is from four years ago. Man, I got an interesting brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay. So Craig Robertson's the key to the Warriors' success. Right. I would say it's Quinn Cook. And that's our hot take because most people look at the, the, the big four in the Warriors, Curry, Durant, Thompson. And Draymond Green, JaVale. but Quinn Cook's been in JaVale. Quinn Cook's been playing very well, and I think he could be very important for the uh, the Warriors' second unit. Great. So that's our hot take. Um, it's not the hottest of takes. He's been playing really well, but it's a pretty hot take calling him the X factor for a team that is, you know, still probably the best team in the NBA. So that's our hot take. Hot take. Daniel. Yes. Yeah. Hot take. Is that it? I think that's it. No. Uh, well, we will. Hopefully we'll be back next week with another great pod. We'll be talking about, you know, the Masters we talked about today. Hopefully with some help from Stack Guy Brendan. Um, we'll also be, you know, probably start talking more about 
some baseball stuff. NBA playoffs are getting started soon. NBA regular season wrapping up this week, next week. And, uh, you know, it should be a great sports week. And uh, we'll, we'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon. And check us out on Twitter and Facebook over the week. Look out for an article coming uh, from stat guy Brendan. Mm-hmm. And, again, thank you for tuning in. Yep. Being a part of our journey. This has been the Sock and Shop Pod. See you next week. We are